Hallelujah. We, I'm going to talk about against hope in hope, in hope he believed. Against hope in hope he believed. Hallelujah. I want us to take the Bible. We're going to read from the, uh, how do you call it? From the standard, from the standard version. From the ESV. For those who are on the PowerPoint there, we read from the ESV. Uh, for the English standard version. Uh, Genesis chapter number 18, verse 11. Genesis 18, 11. My God, help me. There's a young lady, you were given a ring. It's like in a dream, you were given a ring. The ring was put on your marriage, marriage, marriage finger. It was in a dream. There was a ring that was put in your finger in a dream. Please, if you are here, come. While, while, while we're getting my scripture ready, a ring on your, you're not married, but there was a ring that was given to you and was put in your, like when you get married in that finger, a ring was put there. But the thing is that you didn't see the face of a person. In the dream, you didn't see the face of a person. But it was put. Found my scripture. People think I'm making up stuff here. They must see it. It said, now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of a woman had ceased to be with Sarah. The way of a woman had ceased to be with Sarah. It means she stopped menstruating. It means these women have, have stopped menstruating over almost 40 years or something. She was not menopause, she was menodead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and if we read again, we'll say the body of Abraham was as good as dead. So the two of them were dead bodies. They were breathing, but they were dead. Now go to Romans chapter number 4, verse 18 to 19. Verse 18 to 19. Romans chapter number 4, verse 18 to 19. Let's go quickly. He said, in hope he believed against hope that... He should become the father of many nations, as he had been told. So your offspring, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Hallelujah. We stop there. Let's stop there. Or, or let's continue in verse 20. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise, the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Verse 21. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. One of the greatest things that the enemy is fighting in the church today is hope. People have lost hope. If you go into the world, people have lost hope. If you want to test, ask somebody how is South Africa going. The word that we hear are words of hopelessness. When we lose hope, we lose vision. Because hope, your, your hope steers your vision. The more hope you have, the more vision you have. Anyone that does not have hope sees nothing for the future. And when there is no hope, there is death. When you stop hoping, you start dying. Hallelujah. Anyone that stops hoping, it, that day he starts dying. Remember that when somebody is in hospital, as long as he has hope that he can be cured, he goes on. The day he decides that this is finished, he starts to die that day. So death is not the function of a sudden thing. Death is a function of a decision to stop. Even somebody that is involved in a car accident is not sudden. It has been planned for the year for your fears. The Bible says, the thing that I fear the most has come upon me. You will understand that somebody that fears accident, he must pray for God to deliver him. So it's not a sudden thing. It's a planned thing without your knowledge that you are planning. May God deliver us from all wickedness and evil plans that are designed against you, against us, that comes in our mind, uh, that are spoken in us and through us. In the name of Jesus. You cannot have hope and plan evil at the same time. You cannot have hope and plan death at the same time. You cannot have hope and plan your funeral at the same time. You know, I was teasing somebody at the bank one time. I went there and uh, the lady says, sir, she went into my staff, said, you have a funeral cover? I said, I'm alive. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, let the dead take care of the dead. If I die, they don't bury me. Let them leave me there. I'm gone. I said, I'm alive. You know, I'm just teasing. But what I'm saying is that people are planning their own thing. They are in a system that dictates to them to plan their own destruction. Where is all this thing came from? Where do they come from? Hallelujah. 
And I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm trying to say that the system has cornered us to plan on stuff that we don't want. If you want or not, we are paying for that. <laughs> That's the system of the world. You are paying for the day you get into an accident. You are paying for the day you get sick. You are paying. I don't want to put it this way, it's scary. Hallelujah. But when you talk about offering, then you get offended. But you are paying to die. Right now, there is a company there that is waiting for your body. Because you are paying them that the day you, they will you in there. You are paying them. Like I said, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just putting something in perspective so that I can shock you. For you to know that sometimes you plan. May God deliver us. I say, may God, I'm praying for the day where we will have a system that will plan kingdom, not destruction. The enemy, the, 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 the God of this world has cornered us, even the church, into such a fear that we start to buy into the system without knowing we have already bought into the system. Right now, if you say to somebody, God is my healer, I think you are crazy. No one wants to believe if you say God is my healer, they say something is cuckoo here. I pay like all of you. I'm paying for the day my car gets smashed and somebody must repay it. I pay for that. I'm planning for that. Father, let your will be done on earth as it is. Let the body of Christ, let us come out of Babylon. Because the system of Babylon has swallowed us. We don't, listen, the reason why things are going in our way, the way it goes, and sometimes we probably don't get answer because we are too much swallowed up by the system. And God does not have time. God, we, we don't even allow God to help us. May God help us. Abraham and Sarah were advanced in age. I'm sure if they have gone to a gyne, And that Abraham has taken Sarah to a gynae for a checkup. And that Abraham has suggested to the gynae that they're going to have a child. I'm sure the gynae would have called a mental institution. <laughs> to say I have a patient here that needs urgent attention. <laughs> they were advanced. Sarah was stopped menstruating, not for a month. For many years. Let's be generous because she was about 90. So let's say she has stopped menstruating for 40 years. For 40 years. The thing was not working for 40 years. Even the womb has forgotten 
My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Then God comes, Genesis 18. And he said, Abraham, you will have a child. And Sarah got the most funny thing of her life. She laughed her heart out or her lungs out. And she thought, what is wrong with this visitor? And God says, where is Sarah? Because the laughter have reached my ear. And he said to Sarah, why are you laughing? She said, I, do not, I didn't laugh. It's like, it's like, I don't, I'm not laughing. <laughs> why did you laugh? Is there anything too hard, my God? That's the question. Is there anything too hard for God? Is, my God, you don't, you don't know the God. Listen, the, the, the burden God has given me these days is to awaken people to whom they are serving. Because God told me, unless the body of Christ knows who they are serving, there will be beggars. He said, is there anything too hard for God? For the Lord? He said, to prove to you by next year at this time, Sarah will have a child. Because conception is based on some element according to science, but not so for God. God is not limited by science. God is not limited by what they say. God created all this knowledge. He created them. How can we dictate to him what he should do? Sarah will have a child. But Romans 4 brings us back to the process. Because the most difficult thing in hope is the process. It's easy to receive a word from God. It's difficult to walk in the word. God told Abraham when he was about 75 years old that he will have a child. 25 years later, he was still holding on. And look at his attitude. Remember, say, in hope he believed against hope. It means that to believe this way, you need to be crazy. You know, let me tell you something. Ah, uh, uh, Dr. Yongisho blessed me one time. He, he asked a question. And I'm going to ask you a question. I'm just going to borrow his example. Because this is not for me, it's from Dr. Yongisho. But I learned it has become mine. Hallelujah. So, uh, Andate, let me ask you a question. Come. If I give you an egg and I ask you to throw the egg against the wall, huh? what do you expect? An egg that is not cooked one, the fresh one, and you throw it against the wall, what is going to happen? It's going to break. What is going to break? Break. What is going to break? The egg is going to break. That is wrong. The shell is wrong. The wall are going to break. <laughs> yes, this wall is going to break. If, if I take a, an egg and I throw it against, it's the wall that are going to break. 
Not the egg. Because what you just said is human reasoning. Faith is to know that the egg can break the wall. So if your faith is not at that point, you don't have faith. Anyone that wants to walk with God must believe the opposite of what the world teaches. The normal human reason says the egg is fragile, it will break. But if God says, throw it, you need to believe that before the egg even reaches the world, the world will collapse. Come on. When David was going to fight against Goliath, David has just a stone and Goliath a sword. Who should kill one another? But David believed in his heart that his stone will do the job. He was prepared to throw the stone because he knew the stone is going to kill Goliath. He knew Goliath had a shield. But he knew the stone would bypass the shield. Real faith is not to believe in the obvious. Faith is not to believe in the reasoning of mind. Faith is to believe that the laws of nature can be bypassed by God. That faith. It means your faith was in the world, not in the egg. Because the egg was fragile. And your human mind tells you, logic tells us that an egg cannot break a wall. And I come to you and say, the egg can break the wall. It becomes a discussion. Like God said, Jesus said to Peter, you can walk on water. You all know that a human cannot walk on water. So it was the same the question I asked you. That's what Jesus did to Peter. But you know what Peter did? He stepped out. Believing that the one that has spoken can sustain. So from now, this, let this be a lesson in your life. That when God tells you something, even if there's nothing in your hands, you know you can do what God says you can do. Because it's not... About what you hold, it's about what he says. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? He can rest. So the men came, the journalist said to Dr. Yongisho, describe faith in one word. Don't make any difficult teaching here. So he told him. The guy said, Doctor, it's not possible. He said, That's what faith is about. Faith is not about the possible, faith is about the impossibilities. So Abraham looked at the womb of Sarah and Abraham knew that this womb cannot produce. But he has to go beyond his human reasoning against hope. In hope, he believed. And then because he believed, he became. You will become when you believe. He says that 
to all who believe in him, he gave them power to become children of God. It's your belief that causes you to become who God wants you to be. So Abraham became a father of a nation. Now they said, according to the word that was spoken to you, but he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body. My God. They didn't say he did not weaken in faith because he didn't consider his body. Put it there. Let's read. Let's read from verse 18. Are you here with me this morning? I hope somebody came to church. Okay. Uh, verse 4. Romans 4, we read from verse 18. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. Now let's go to verse 90. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body. When he considered his own body. Listen, let's, let's look at what the Bible didn't say. The Bible says when he didn't consider his own body. They say when he considered. There's a big difference. <laughs> if he did not consider, it means he did not take any thought. But then he considered. It means that even when he considered the gravity of the situation, when he couldn't sleep at night because his mind was telling him something, he considered. It means that there will be situations where your mind will make you focus on the situation you are considering, but that's not a reason to go weak. He considered his own body. He looked his body and said, my God, this will take a miracle, but it's you. Because I know myself. I know myself. He hasn't been with his wife in that manner for long. And suddenly they have to kickstart everything again. And Abraham knew, if it's not God, this is not possible because I know my own body. He was honest with his own situation, but he placed God above the situation. He considered his body that was good as dead. For us, when we consider, we grow weak. For him, when he considered, he made God even become stronger. Because he knows that this will take God to do this. I'm mindful of my situation. But because God said it, I know it will happen to me. So it, oh my God, I know, listen, I know that I might not have a finance to engage into what I want to engage, but God said it. So I consider that I have nothing. But that does not weaken me because I know who has spoken. Amen. You know, some of you here, your mind is going all over the show. Not now, but before you came in here. Because you were considering a situation. But then you drew the wrong conclusion. Instead of growing strong in faith, you grew weak. Because the more you considered, the more you made God little. Instead of making him big. Because when you take the egg and you want to throw it. Instead of thinking, wow, no, this is not going to happen. Then you can say, Lord, I know this egg is fragile. 
but I'm going to throw it in a way that it's going to break the wall. <laughs> because you ordered it. So when I'm throwing it, I'm not waiting for what is going to happen. I know what is going to happen. Hallelujah. He hoped and he became strong. And then they say, then, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. Abraham knew Sarah was barren by that time. Actually, she was barren since youth. I don't know. I don't know if people have been trying since their youth. No children. So by the time God spoke, it's like your parent died a year ago, buried, and then somebody come, come and say, let's dig and raise him from the dead. Even if you are a believer. <laughs> if I can come to you and I say, listen, your father that died five years ago, the Lord has told me to come and raise him. <laughs> no, how many people in this room Let's not be Christian. Let's be honest. Because I'm not Christian and lie. They lie. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. How many people will go with me and say, let's dig up the grave and you raise him? Or how many people will say, we have peace with the situation? <laughs> we accepted it. We buried it. I even forgot. Please don't wake up my pain again. I can see the newspapers. Fake pastor <laughs> trying to raise a dead man from the grave that died five years ago. That was the situation of Abraham. In the natural, it was impossible. He looked at himself, he looked at Sarah, impossible. But that made him strong. That's the fact that made him strong. It's because he realized it was impossible, he became strong. Because anything you can do, you don't need to trust God for. I mean, if I say, met to me, when you come, bring a loaf of bread, you will not pray. You will just stop and bring and say, Moruti, here's a loaf of communion. But if I say, man, when you're coming, make sure you put five million in the bank account of the church. Then you say, ah, Muruti, how did you look at me? How did you see me actually to ask me that? God sometimes does not ask you what you can do. He asks you what you can't do. So that you can trust him to do. The picture of Abraham did not change because of the reality of Sarah's womb. His picture to have a child remain fresh. Although the natural was saying something else, he became strong. Listen, let me tell you this morning that doesn't matter what is spoken to you in the natural. You need to know that you serve a God that is above the natural. You need to know that you can, you don't need to kill yourself. People want to kill themselves because they think, no, it's finished. What is finished? It's not finished. Jesus said it's finished, not you. Yeah. He said it so that you will never say it. 
It fulfills the prophetic word for you to walk into the prophetic word. And the Bible says, let, let, let's continue the reading. Let's read from verse 20. And then we, are you blessed? Yes. God wants his church to come back to hope. Because hope that is deferred makes the heart sick. You need to know that if we, don't, if we don't have hope, we start to become sick. And God has told me to tell you to hope in him. Let's read from verse 20. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. So his trust was in the promise, not in the womb. His trust was in the promise. You know, sometimes we put our trust in the wrong place. We put our trust in the thing that will cause that thing to happen. So when the thing that is supposed to cause the thing to happen does not work well, we lose hope. We put our trust in the money. We put our trust in the vehicle. We put our trust in the bank. We put our trust in our own strength. And when that thing is not working, we lose hope. Abraham knew that he cannot put his trust in the womb. He cannot put his trust in his own body. He can only put his trust in the promise. What will give you hope is to put your trust in what God has said, not what you are going through. Because what you are going through will come to pass. It will not be eternal. It will not be permanent. Because God is a God of heaven. Whatever he says, that's whatever he does. Remember before you were born, many people went through the same thing. So it's not, you, it's not written on your forehead, it's yours. It's something that happened. And it happened, it will go. So he did not, but grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. He was giving glory to God. How? You know the problem with the church is that they say, Lord, I give you glory. We give you all the glory. What is that? It's a good song. But what are you giving actually? What can you give that you don't have? How can you give something to God you don't have? So when you say we give you all the glory, what do you mean? We sing when we cry. <laughs> but we mean nothing. Saying I give you glory means nothing. Do you know why? Because you have a glory. You have a glory of God. It's not the cloud, it's you. The cloud is one of the manifestations, but the real glory of God in this age is you. So when you say, I give you glory, you mean I give you myself. So what did Abraham do? In that situation, he surrendered completely to God. He said he gave glory to God. How? Because he was convinced. Why could he submit himself completely to God? Because he was persuaded that he who has promised is able to do what he had promised. That's why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham decided to surrender himself to God. You see, the problem of the church is that we say things we don't understand. 
the moment you say, I give you glory, it's a statement that you give your whole self to God because you are the glory. Jesus was the glory of God when he was here on earth. So anytime he said, Father, not according to my will, he was giving glory to God. So what he was doing, when he gives glory to God, all his actions are programmed by heaven. So his actions also are giving glory to God. He gave himself fully. So what happened when God gives you a promise? How do you give glory to God? Is to believe the promise. And how do you know you believe? You act according to what you see. You start to buy. I'm sure in those days, if they were buying baby clothes, I'm sure Abraham had already the baby room prepared. He had the bluefin bots. <laughs> if a court was already in the room and the neighbor thought he was going cuckoo uh, because the guy was, I think the body was not good but Abraham grew strong in trusting the promise of God because he hoped in the God of his salvation and when I talk about salvation I'm not talking about born again the God that took him from his native town and brought him to the promised land. This is a God he's trusted. So today, I don't know what you are going through, but the Holy Ghost told me this morning when I was coming to tell you, don't stop hoping. Amen. Don't stop trusting him. Know that the future is blessed. Even if today is not blessed, it's not a problem. It's just a setup for you to enter into the tomorrow that is so full of grace and so full of blessing. Instead of you crying, rejoice. Instead of you being in despair, rejoice in the God of your salvation. Because God is able to do what he said he will do. There is a God in heaven who dictates the affairs of this earth. There is a God that holds the universe in his hand and is your father. Many people are burdened. Some people don't want even to go to gathering of a saint. I don't know, this thing is not working. Oh, continue. When we say let's pray, I don't know if it works. So what, that, what do you want to do? You let the devil bring you down because you didn't believe in God, you believe in something else. If you truly believe in God, you need to know that God cannot lie. It can take 10 years. It can take 25 years like Abraham. What God said will happen. There's no way it will not happen. The God of heaven said it. And it will happen according to what he said. Even if he had to raise you from the dead in order for his word to come to pass, he will do so. He did it with Lazarus once. He will raise Lazarus from the dead because he wants his word to come to pass. God will not allow anything to stop him. When you trust him and you put your faith in him and you put your heart with him, nothing will be able to stop you. I said nothing can stop you. Say to your neighbor, nothing can stop us. Say neighbor, nothing will stop us. Say neighbor, we hope in the Lord this morning. We trust in the Lord. His words are true. I'm going home again knowing that what God told me shall come to pass. I will laugh at the face of that devil. I will laugh at that devil and say, devil, it will come to pass. Devil, it will happen as God says. I God said it and that's what will happen. I trust in my God. I believe in my God. Nothing is impossible. And you laugh at the face of that enemy 
when he throws the thought at you, you say, devil, I know this thought is real, but I know the greater reality. There is light and there are greater lights. So you brought me a light, I have a greater light. The guy was dying with cancer, a minister of the gospel. And the doctor came and he says, sir, you need to set your place in order because this we have come to tell, we don't have good news. This you will not even stay for the next few weeks. And the guy couldn't stretch himself, he said to the doctor, it is wrong. And he said, well, what are you talking about? He said, I am a man on a mission with a message to preach. And I haven't preached it yet. So it is impossible for me to go to home. Within weeks, he was discharged from hospital, went back to his ministry. It depends on your attitude toward the situation. It depends on what, if you have hope, God will raise you up. I want to finish with this. I had a vision. I had a vision. And when I finish, I pray for you and you go home. I had a vision. Where the Lord came to my room one day, and uh, I was lying on my bed there. I remember that day my wife was taking the children to school, and uh, I was still lying on the bed. I was in between, sleeping and awakening. I could hear everything. I turned the side of the bed, and I saw a man standing there. I couldn't see the head, I just saw here. And I look at him, I look at the feet, and I thought my wife was still in the room, but she was already gone. So I want you to ask her, who is this guy? And the moment I try to ask, the guy just stretched his hand toward me and we all left the room and took me to a place, beautiful place. It was like a, a beach, beautiful, beautiful. And he looked at me and he said, we're going to swim. <laughs> I said, this man want to kill me now <laughs> because I only swim in my bathtub. Because I'm sure there was no shark in my bath. You know, you know, sometimes when I close my eyes in the bath, I think there's a shark. So I cannot. <laughs> so I cannot. If you see me, I'll see you laugh at me. My wife always laugh at me. I lie on the beach here. So when the water can touch my feet. <laughs> and when we feel, I say, yo, today we swim very well. <laughs> if you ever heard that something happened to me, don't think it's at the sea. Hallelujah. So, he said, we're going to swim. And I said, I can't. He said, you can. So, he said, let's go. We went into the water, and surely, I started to sink. And I want to scream, I couldn't, because the water would get into my mouth. And I was trying, I was dying. And then that man, that told me he could swim, also was drowning. So we went together, and he was looking at me, but he was calm. I was going down, 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 and I was losing it, and he told me, say hope. I said, I can't say it. He said, say it. When I say the water babbled, and when I say the first word, I start to come up. He said, continue to say it until we came up on the water. And instead of drowning, we're standing on the water. And he said, tell my people, if they hope in me, they will surface from any situation they are in. So I'm here to give you a prophetic message. If you hope in the Lord, 
Even when it feels like you are going down, you will shoot up to the top because a person with hope cannot drown. Hope, hope is like a balloon that is inflated with, with air from the inside. So when they try to press you down, you will shoot up to the top because it's not over yet until the Lord says it's over. Keep hoping in the Lord. This morning, this is my message to you. Hope, 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 hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. I want you to lift up your hand and say, I hope in the Lord. Say, I hope in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. And I tell you the truth, if you can continue to do that, the Lord told me himself, I'm not saying an angel, the Lord Jesus himself told me, if my people can hope in me, they will surface. And everything they do, they will mount up to the top because they cannot be pushed down. And that's what I came to tell you this morning. The hope of our salvation is alive. And his name is Jesus. His name is... His name is... That's why I tell you, doesn't matter how the country is going. Even if a 10,000 portal in Bloomfontein, I know a day will come, my God. I know a day will come. And I'm envisioning that in my spirit, where God will step in in South Africa and clean up the mess and establish himself over the nation because he has spoken that South Africa is a nation of revival. So he will not give it over to the devil. It will look like the devil is taking over. But God is taking over. I say God is taking over. If you are here this morning and you are losing hope, the Lord has sent me to tell you, hope in the Lord. I say hope in the Lord. I say hope in the Lord. I say hope in the Lord. Lord. It shall go well with you. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. The woman that said that, her child has just died. And she put the child in the room. And she was going to Elijah. And they asked him, is it everything well? She said, it is well. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. All is well. Although my child is dead in the room, I know it is well. Because I'm going to Mount Carmel. I'm going to meet the answer of death. And when the answer of death comes, death will run away. I'm telling you this morning, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope for you, there is hope for this nation, and the hope, the name of our hope is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Therefore, continue to trust him, continue to hope in him. Continue to trust him. Like I said, there are many people that have been crushed. By the, by the weight of life. They don't know what to do anymore. They even don't know if they should trust God anymore. Because they pray the thing is not moving. They fast the thing is not moving. They, do every, they read scripture the thing is not moving. But the Lord Jesus has sent me this morning. To you as his people. And he said I know well what you are going through. I know the situation. All I'm asking you is to hold on to me. Because it will be well with you. It will be well with you. I say it will be well with you. It will be well with you. There is hope in this world. We've been sent to preach a message to you that there is hope in this world. Although everything looks chaotic, there is still hope for the children of God. Even if God has to create a Goshen for you, he will do it. If he has to create an environment whereby there is chaos outside, but peace inside, he will do it. This is a time for God to arise and the enemies be scattered. 
I don't know what you are facing. If you are facing a wall, remember the egg can break the wall. If you are facing a situation where you don't know where to put your head anymore, you sleep at night, you, don't, you can't sleep because when you wake up, the reality is in front of you. I'm here to tell you the hope of our salvation is arising for you this morning. And God says, I will do according to what I say I will do. Doesn't matter the number of years. It took 25 years for him to break through with Abraham. Yours will not take 25 years. I decree in the name of Jesus Amen. that as you hear this message, there is a turnaround in your situation. I stand on the wings of prophecy. I stand this morning in the strength of the apostolic and the prophetic. I stand in the strength of a lion and the eagle. I stand in both strength and I decree that yours will not take 25 years. Yours will happen suddenly because the God... Suddenly, because the God of a suddenly has sent me this morning to you. Yours will happen suddenly. And there's no devil in hell that will be able to stop you. You've been praying for your family and you have lost hope. But I'm telling you, God is invading the space of your house right now. As I'm preaching here, the angel of the Lord has been dispatched to the situation that you were crying for. As I'm preaching now, the power of God is going right there and touch the thing that was troubling you. Today is your day of hope. Today is your day of joy. The Lord will do as he said he would do. And God wants to comfort somebody this morning. Your heart is broken, but the Lord is coming to give you a hug in the spirit. You will feel the embrace of the Lord. You will feel the comfort of the Holy Ghost this morning because the Lord says, my word shall not fall to the ground and my word shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. That says the Lord. Father, let the spirit of comfort come in the room right now. Ooh, let the spirit of comfort. You feel so lonely and you feel that no one hears your cry. And no one hears your, your pain. But the heavens hears your cry and your pain. And this morning God wants to give you grace again. He wants to give you favor. He wants to give you hope. It shall be done according to what he has covenanted with you. And there's no, nothing that can stop him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray grace now in this room. Each one under the sound of my voice. Receive the breakthrough. Emotionally, receive your breakthrough. Physically, receive your breakthrough. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your breakthrough. Breakthrough for your family. Breakthrough for your ministry. Receive your breakthrough. There are some people that are losing hope because God called them and they don't see what God told them he would do. I'm praying right now that you may put your hope in the Lord. You are receiving your breakthrough in the area that you are trusting God for. The Lord is coming through for you this morning and you will testify of the glory of the God. You will testify of the grace of God because this is your time and this is your time and this is your time and this is your time. I say this is your time. This is your time. This is one of those services where you can't really put a time to it. Because God is doing something in this room. He's reviving the people. He's reviving you so that you can go and win. Because, because the enemy has tried to weaken you. But God is giving you strength right now. 
God is giving you strength. It's like he's growing strength in you. You were drowning, but now I tell you, you are surfacing. You couldn't breathe anymore, but I tell you, you are surfacing. I, I, if you put your hope in the Lord, if you do what I told you this morning, nothing will be able to stop you. You might go to home and the situation remains the same, but you have changed. Amen. It's not all about the situation changing, it's you changing. So that your analysis of the situation may be different. So that you look the same situation and instead of crying, you laugh. You look at the same situation and instead of crying, you know it's going to happen. You know the Lord has spoken to you. Abraham was still looking at the dead womb, but his heart was rejoicing. Sarah was still having a dead womb, but she was trusting. And she knew God has done it. I want to tell you, you don't need to wait for the change before you know God has done it. You need to hear the word and you know God has done it. It's in the word. It's not in the the physical thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. We're going to end up our service.